2: Hi, I'm Matt Lieb, and I'm Vince Mancini, and this is Pod Pod Yourself Yourself a Gun, Gun, a Sopranos podcast where Vince interrupts me every time I just want to say the damn name. Uh, We go through every single episode of The Sopranos and talk about it. We are a groundbreaking podcast. No other podcast has ever done this, mm-hmm. and uh, we're happy to have you listening in on our fun and glory. Our guest with us today is one of the most hilarious comedians, mm. or should I say, she hilarious <laughs> comedians. It's
0: like, don't do it,
2: don't do it. <laughs> uh, broadcast favorite uh which is another podcast check it out uh <laughs> allison st- 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 stevenson oh wow hi how Hello. are you doing i'm
0: good are you happy to,
2: are you happy to be on uh our new podcast the sopranos i podcast?
0: genuinely am
2: yeah? yeah are you a fan of the sopranos
0: it's fucking weird that you asked me to do this right now because i literally just started watching it oh like Wow. A month ago.
2: Wow. So- and then
0: I got asked to be and I was like, this is and you know what's funny too is I heard the theme song for the first time ever. Yeah. And it was like, Got yourself gut. Yeah. And I was like I kept thinking like wait pod yourself a gun uh, is a thing because I would right. see you guys tweet about it all the time Yeah, but I didn't make the connection for the longest so I was like why do I keep thinking in my head pod yourself a gun
2: well because we have incepted you <laughs> <Yeah>. with our <laughs> wondrous theme song which we will play and for you that
0: means I read your tweets too oh thank so. you by
2: the way for actually doing that that's a comp. that's people, a highest compliment that really is in 2019 compliment. that's like a fave in real life yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> And we will play the theme song for you uh, right now. Oh, great. You woke the snow. Pod yourself. Your mama always said you'd be there. Chosen Pod 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 Podcast. pod <laughs> pod <laughs> pod <laughs> <laughs> podcast
0: wow <laughs> yeah
2: I felt the emotion there <laughs> <laughs> it is one of those things that we've played that theme song I guess what thirteenth? this is our 14th time playing mm-hmm. it and I gotta say the last three episodes that we've done I've been like I'm over this joke <laughs> but it, it breathes somehow new life today yeah. yeah, because the fact that you watch the show are a, a new convert to the yeah. show and now you get the theme song yeah. fills me with joy <laughs>
3: I'm Matt so
2: glad Pod. it's
4: actually the 15th time we played the theme song Because this is episode 15, season two, episode two.
2: Oh, interesting. For some reason, I thought uh, thought there was only 12 episodes in season one. Was there 13? I think there's... Yeah, no, last one was 14. This one's 15. That's crazy. You know what? 13? That's... And I'm just going to go out on a limb here. This is very 2019 of me that's too many episodes in one season. For one
0: season? You know, because the, there was... They're really long episodes, they too. They are. Yeah. They're,
2: uh, they're a full hour long, and, like, you know, i kind of gotten used to... Because I remember 13 being the perfect number back mm-hmm. then, like, when Prestige TV first started coming out. It yeah, was yeah. like, you know what's nice about Prestige TV is it's not, like, 24 episodes a season. You know? It's like, they just get straight to the story. Mm-hmm. But since then, now we're, we're dealing with a lot of... 10 episode seasons. Or eight on, sometimes. Or, or eight. And then BBC, they've been doing six for a minute now. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. You know why? It's because our-
4: British people are lazy. All their shows are just a little bit lazier than ours. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> partly charming the fact that they like care less and there's... Like we take all of ours way too seriously and everything's like a swooping graphic and like it's everything's like overwrought in american tv uh but there's something uh scruffy and and uh slightly apathetic about british tv
2: yeah i i like that uh it's all government funded uh i like that they don't care i'm not sure if it's actually all government i mean
4: i mean i watched the the finale of whatever season of Great British Break- Bake Off was just oh, on Oh, don't Netflix. say.
2: No spoilers. I just uh, watched I won't spoil okay. it. But, but,
4: but like at the end, you're like, oh, so what did they win? And it's like, oh, and then they got like a trophy.
2: Yeah, they <laughs> don't win shit. Yeah, <laughs> There's no prize. They, they Now they get to eat the cake, I assume. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, it's like the... And the uh, well, we won't get too far into that.
2: The reason that's we're no, here...
0: No, no, wait. I just watched Queer Eye in Japan. Yeah. And that's
2: only four episodes. See, they're doing it right. Really what we want... Is longer episodes less of them what we want is movies (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the way TV should go eventually everything just movies but let's not get into that today we are talking about season two episode two uh, and the episode is called do not resuscitate so uh vince uh, why don't you read us the synopsis real quick uh when black protesters
4: start picketing at a construction company that R- used to be that, under uncle jr's control tony meets with the owner as well as the leader of the protesters to fix the problem meanwhile janice gets sucked into livia's web yeah and Olivia's then like a spider she is she's like a old crazy spider so before we get into our general <laughs> thoughts. Uh, She's a black
2: widow. I was setting you up for that. Oh, <laughs> dang it.
4: Uh, we <laughs> are going to take the Wayback Machine way back to January 23rd, 2000, uh, when this wow. episode first Great aired. Year. My God. Uh, some things that were happening at the time. The Wayback Machine. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans beat the Jaguars in the AFC Championship. Fa- fascinating. That's very exciting. What's that? Uh, it was the same night that the 57th uh, <laughs> golden globes were held uh, uh-huh. and best drama was american beauty best huh, comedy fair. or musical toy story 2 uh, best actors denzel washington and Hillary swank
2: so was that for denzel washington it was for the Day?
4: the hurricane and Oh yeah. Boys don't is cry. Is it
2: Oscars? Uh, the Golden Globes. Oh, Golden, Golden Globes.
4: Globes. And uh two television actors that are three television actors that you might have heard of uh that won awards that night were James Gandolfini,
2: Edie Tha- Falco and, and Nancy I Marchand. Don't know Nancy Marchand. Who is Nancy Marchand? She plays Olivia. Oh, really? Really? Yes.
4: The Senate. Wow. Yeah,
2: she's fan Fantastic.
4: The center of this episode, uh, the top song uh, in the country was I Knew I Loved You by Savage Garden.
2: Huh. Do I know that song?
0: I, I can't. How does that go? Maybe the chorus. Probably know the chorus. I know that. I
2: want to be with you on a mountain. Is that Savage Garden? I think around Y2K, the actual band members of Savage Garden spontaneously burst into flames. <laughs> Uh, just because they couldn't handle the new year. You know? Oh, okay. It was just like,
0: Emotional stress. Yeah, well, yeah. it was
2: just, you know, the basically once the year 2000 rolled around, no more Savage Garden mm-hmm. and Stained became popular. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. That's the thing. Uh,
0: well, when they exploded, they left us stained. They left us the stained. <laughs> so, <laughs>
4: uh huh. The top movie in the country was Next Friday, the sequel to Friday. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, some of the headlines that were happening uh, that day. Where uh, prosecutors pursue
2: Bin Laden's web of terror. Wow, Mm. dude. That's crazy because like. Wow, uh, they didn't even know. They didn't even know, dude. Oh, oh, shit. 9-11. This
0: is a web heavy episode. This
2: is a web heavy. We got Livia's spider web. We got the internet (laughs) Mm -hmm. web. We got web of terror. And Russia's
4: acting president, Vladimir Putin, signed an order replacing the commander of Russia's interior ministry troops, which have the main responsibility for clearing Grozny of Islamic militants. So, you know, he was still fighting the war in Chechnya that made him popular. Yeah, they still Chechnya war. Yeah. So that was what's happening at the time. Dude, Not what? to
0: laugh at Ch- I don't know why no, I laughed. please laugh but... at the war
2: in Chechnya. She <laughs> <laughs> <Gee>, unbelievable. <laughs> Literally... X amount of people died. X don't, amount Don't know how many. We'll put how many in post. But my my righteous indignation is going to stay the same. Okay, you know what? okay. One
4: would be too many.
2: Yeah, and mm, a thousand never mm, enough. Wow, wow. No, yeah. that's drugs. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what we say about drugs. So, One is too many. A, a general
4: thoughts now. on the episode, guys. Sure. Allison, you're you're the guest. What Do you, do you have any general thoughts?
0: Man, you know, it's funny because I recently watched this like Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago and i gotta be honest i did not remember it
2: (laughs) yeah oh yeah it is kind of i think that's a fair statement about what this episode is it's definitely not super memorable uh, not a lot really happens like plot wise in terms of like moving season twos. but you can
0: see how it's it's starting to like place the like oh you, you're gonna need to remember this a few episodes yeah, from now like.
2: And, and it felt more like a character study episode that focused on Livia and Janice's relationship mm-hmm. like it was mostly about Livia's manipulation and Janice's manipulation like both of these are like two very manipulative people and you see very clear where Livia, where where Janice gets it, you know, mm-hmm. because they're both just like, you know, Janice is very clearly always pulling some sort of grift. And yeah. like... uh She's gotta
0: respect her for that.
2: You really do. I have a lot of yeah. respect I, I for her. I think
4: this is like one of the best... Well, it's de- I think it's the most subtle episode we've seen. And it's definitely sure. the first episode that I had to watch twice before I actually... Understood what was happening to some extent because uh-huh. there's like some very, I mean, a lot of the the Livia stuff is sort of subtle. Uh, I mean, yeah. like it's it's sort of obvious that she she has sort of well, she's sort of conspired to uh, get out of her nursing home, and right. then that sort of comes back to bite her in the ass because now she ends up having to go live with Janice, which she like clearly doesn't want to do. And yeah. uh, and so it's like her manipulations coming back to bite her in the ass, and I think it's uh it's funny because you know like with The Godfather like, like there's this whole history of the mafia being like a metaphor or whatever. Each mafia movie is a little different. Like The Godfather, Aww. the mafia was capitalism, uh, and then totally. and then this one <laughs> is kind of like the reverse, is where it's like your family is kind of like the mafia, you know, or it's like... Right. Where oh, Gatti, yeah. Gotti was like, the government of the real gangsters? And then this yeah. one is like, you know who the real gangster was? Your mother. Yeah. <laughs> She's an you, emotional
2: gangster. Yeah, like, <laughs> seriously. She, it's all emotional extortion over here. <laughs> yeah. But what's interesting about it is it is a mother centric episode about obviously one of the most terrible mothers in like TV history. Yes, definitely. And what's funny about it to me is the amount of uh, how much the fact that you have a shitty mother goes against the kind of cultural norms with like these like East Coast mafioso Italians. Mm -hmm. Because multiple times... Uh, as an insult they refer to people as like motherless cunts mm-hmm. or like motherless whatever they motherless just fucks s- motherless fucks yeah and uh, and you know they all know that they would love to be motherless you know <laughs> especially Tony cause like they, uh, they do not get along
0: I mean isn't that a stereotype though that like in Italian culture that like men idolize their mothers right. yeah. and it's like it's, your mother is like the ideal of like the woman you want to marry, right?
2: Right. It's like the Virgin Mary. Your, yeah. Your mom needs to be this like. Maron, vir- uh, Mark, Maron. <laughs> uh, who no, are your guys? <laughs> you know. <what>? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's what Maron means. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, is like that... Madonna. Yeah. Ma- Maron. I always is Madonna. And Madonna. Whoa, dude. Oh. Dude. That, that's dude, you just blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. totally forgot. Yeah. Uh, no, it is like a uh, part of the cultural series and they mention it, you know, a bunch. He's got so much shame around the fact that he hates his mom mm-hmm. uh, and that his mother doesn't love him. And even so, like, like even within this episode, junior who is now in uh, jail uh, awaiting trial mm-hmm. uh, multiple times in this episode is pressuring Tony to bury the hatchet with his mom. Like, that's that's his whole thing. In fact, yeah. he find, seems to find that more important than anything else. Like, Tony's, like, trying to get him, uh, you know, up to speed on this contract with the joint fitters union and shit like that. Um, and he's just like, did you do the thing I asked you to yeah. do?
4: Cause again, and, this episode is the family is the mafia, not like the mafia is like a family. It's like your family is like a, mo- is like the mafia. Like everything in this episode is much less to do with like any of their business schemes than their, fa- like their family dynamics are the mob dynamics basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And like, that's the, I think that's like the basic tension of Tony is that he like wants to be this old fashioned mafioso guy. Uh, he's like torn between wanting to be that and being the kind of modern adult that can admit that his mom sucks and, and right. Yeah. And, he's, and he's like seeking therapy. Like he has this tension between being this old school guy and being a being a yuppie, which is I think it's at one point like when the feds are trying to flip. Uh, or when the feds are trying to lean on big pussy he says you're going to take orders from this yuppie. So it's right, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's got that tension. So I mean, I, f- I feel like we should get into Bada B stories before we get too far.
2: Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get into the Bada B stories. So here's <laughs> what we got for Bada B stories. And we really got to make a sting for this. So Bada B stories, we got the black strike, uh, what is that? Shemin Janice? Schemin. Oh, I schemin. I thought it was. Why did I think it was Yiddish? <laughs> no, not She's
4: the Shemin. She's the Shemin.
2: Uh, schemin Janice, Schemin Livia, Jr. in prison, the owner of Green Grove. Bobby Bacala gets shit on and fat shamed, and Big Pussy is working with the feds. Yeah, I
4: guess that's like the, the two biggest reveals of this episode are it's like the first time we meet Bobby Bacala and
2: Mm -hmm. uh who I love I know he's the best yeah Uh, he's just he's a a lovable character in so many ways yeah like not only is he like he not only is he like a big fat lovable dude Mm -hmm. you just kind of want to hug him by the way uh a little bit of Sopranos trivia that's a fat suit he wore fat no. suit, yes. For the first few seasons, he wore a fat suit, and then eventually he grew into his fatness.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. do, were they like, did they want him to get fatter? I don't Is think it think like a Christian Bale him. sort of a thing? I
2: don't think they were ever going to show him without a shirt on, so like he could have stayed whatever weight, but I think they knew. Wow they, <laughs> they just knew <laughs> They looked at him and said He's gonna be a fat <laughs> Let's get a fat suit yeah. on this fat I, was, yeah, I, was
4: I was gonna say it. Is this like the most fat characters we've ever seen Like in a mainstream television show Like in one episode yeah, I love that true. fat
0: representation Yeah got a little
2: representation yeah. A little early on dude Sopranos Body positivity yeah. <laughs> I mean was this episode good for the fats Do yeah. you think Sure it I mean sure could... for men yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the sh- at this point in the er- early 2000s, it was just men who were allowed to be fat on TV. It Although they do of...
0: insult being fat a lot, too. They do. As yeah. much as they have fat people on there, they also insult it a yeah, lot. Yeah,
2: that's true. They really don't spend a second actually uh, looking into fat shaming. Yeah, it's like a joking.
4: little bit of one step forward, two steps back because you got a lot of representation, but they still felt the need to almost go overboard in making yeah. the fat jokes.
2: It's like the movie Tiptoes. It's like, Mm -hmm. sure, it's a movie starring uh, a bunch of little people, but they also spend most of the time making fun of little people. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, what I also love about Bobby is that uh, after the second or third time that Tony has called him a fat fuck. Hey, uh, we got that. We got that clip. Oh, we got that clip. Yeah, we got that clip. Roll Roll that beautiful bean footage.
1: I think it's time for you to start to seriously consider salads. What do you mean? What do I mean? I mean, get off my car before you flip it over, you fat fuck.
3: Junior wants to know when.
1: Tomorrow morning. We're short a couple of guys, so make sure you're there.
2: Consider it exercise. by fuck to look in a mirror sometime you insensitive cocksucker i love that so much because he called him insensitive <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is the most bobby bucklot thing because he is he <laughs> is a really empathetic yeah. person. yeah and so he's like to him just he's He's abhor- like, the fact that someone wouldn't be sensitive mm-hmm. to weight issues is abhorrent to him. Like, he's more insulted that, like, wow, you would just say that, it, you know?
0: In many ways, it feels to me like he's kind of like Tony 2.0.
2: Mm. Interesting.
0: Like, he's kind of... And it's, like, interesting to me, too, that Tony hates him so much. Yeah, yeah. And is so over-the-top mean to him.
2: Yeah. When I- he's
0: not like that with a lot of other people. No,
2: yeah. He's like He's like that with Bobby in the show kind of throughout where he really just treats him like shit and like and a lot I think of there's it, inherent jealousy there. there is there's jealousy because bobby is like bobby's kind of chill mm-hmm. bobby does doesn't really make waves and emotionally he seems to kind of have it together yeah and i think he's he's jealous of that and he also sees in bobby the things he hates about himself which mm-hmm. is like Weakness or being Yes, overweight. sensitivity. Like, yeah, he's like to him, he's just a reflection of all the things that he hates about himself. And yeah. also, he has a close relationship with uh, his uncle Junior, and mm-hmm. that probably pisses him off too. Right.
4: So, I really wanted to get into Livia because I think this is the best Livia episode. It is, and I think, uh yeah, and I think we get the most insight into Livia, and Livia sort of inspired the entire show. So yeah. in a way, this is kind of like a centerpiece episode of this entire show mm-hmm. because, you know, it's taking the inspiration of the show and it's really sort of uh, giving us our, our fullest portrait of
2: Livia, I would say. Um, yeah. But, well, I, uh, hold, but uh, I, let me just ask real quick. How, how what season are you in right now?
0: I'm on the beginning of season five.
2: Oh, OK. So we're good. I just wanted to make sure you knew. What happened? Yeah yeah, to, yeah, so, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, but as, as they say, they say you should always begin with a joke. So I thought before we got into that, we would just uh, open uh, with a joke.
0: A Chinaman goes to uh, the CDI doctor. After the exam, the doctor says, I know why you're having trouble. The Chinaman says, Why? The doctor says, You have a cataract. The Chinaman says, no, I have a rink in Continental.
4: You don't get it?
2: I get it. He drives a Lincoln. I mean, it's a good joke. <laughs> I love it. He goes, what? And then he goes back to reading his magazine. The dude has no time to really uh, converse with anyone, it seems like, like. Especially that whole scene with Junior. He's just like, I was on TV. I thought I looked bad, and he's like, "You look like you." And then he just goes back to reading the <laughs> magazine. It's uh, it's wonderful. So maybe he's um, not that it,
4: empathetic. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, no, I mean that's a good point. Uh, that's a good point. But maybe he's also very honest, and he just didn't want to like lie to the guy, you know. Uh, yeah. but I, I'm not. I'm not really sure. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not empathetic. I, mean, I think he, he is. I, he just didn't get the joke. I think he. he he got it. He just... Uh, Maybe he didn't you know, want to laugh because it was insensitive to Chinese people. Yeah. Yeah, very possible. That's, yeah, yeah. I see it as being very much a possibility that it was just like, all right.
0: I mean, it's very much like when you hear like a dad joke, you're like, Yeah, and this like,
2: show is filled with dad jokes, oh, which yeah. is uh, another sting that we need to write. Right. Uh, so we can do a dad joke section because this one has two of them. Right. But so before we get into that, go so, ahead.
4: So with Livia, and I think this was almost like... A, Almost so subtle that you don't necessarily pick up on it. But I was reading uh, one of Matt Zoller's sites, his essays about it at the time, and so like in the episode, uh, like Junior makes a comment to Tony about uh, the retire owner, retirement home owner, spreading rumors about about Tony. Uh, Yeah, and you know, and then and thus you know, like got him, uh, got helped get him whacked, Um, but. So, like, Matt Zoller Seitz was pointing out that, uh, that that it could have been, like, the, the only person that is Junior's source of information about the retirement home is Livia. So, it's oh. quite possible that Livia would have been feeding Junior the information about this uh, retirement home owner to sort of, because at that point, she was in this retirement home and she was pissed at Tony for putting him in, for putting her in there. And so she's kind of Mm. made like she could have been trying to make it look bad. Like, oh, you know, all your deputies are meeting here without you. And uh, and now this retirement homeowner is going around like spreading your business all around town. But how could
2: she have because at the point at which that was happening where he would like, how would she get in contact? She's in the hospital. He's in prison or no, no. Before. Yeah. Oh, okay. So before he was just like, but she was like, "By the way, Junior." Well, they uh, talk the owner, I mean, you, yeah. The like, owner of Green Grove is a snitch. Well, yeah. Who else would he hear that from?
0: You know, that's interesting because now that I think of it, in that scene where Janice was mentioning it, yes, Livia didn't have any like shock on her face or like any yeah. real reaction.
4: No, did and she? No, I have a clip that's of that because, right. that's, that's an important moment because when uh because Janice is telling Livia that that she doesn't need to go back to the home thinking that she's gonna be happy but Livia is instead like horrified because she realizes now she's gonna have to go back and live with Janice to the point that she does like a weird uh like choke like she cho- she chokes on her food because she realizes that she's like choked on her own manipulation uh in oh, that yeah
2: now uh, interesting
4: I have that clip of uh of Livia finding out which I think Play is
2: that- Clip. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: So, Ma, you're going to be getting out of here soon. Want to go home? Home? Oh. Back to the house? My house? Uh-huh. No, I don't think so. I'll go back to the other place. To the nursing home? <laughs> oh, no. That, that's for people who don't have anybody to look after them.
2: Oh, it's not that bad. And they give you fresh towels every day.
3: Barbara said you hated it, but there's too much trouble no ma you you can't you can't go back there why not because Because it's it's dangerous there.
2: What are you talking about?
3: The owner is missing Mr. Capiano they suspect foul play. Yeah
1: Ma. Ma, you okay?
4: Like she's choking because she's realizing that the very reason that she can't go back to the place she actually wants to go back to is because of a rumor that she started in the first place.
2: Yeah. Mm. Do you think so you think she actually did want to go back?
4: Yes. I, well, I I don't necessarily think At this that point, she I mean she she definitely prefers it to living with her crazy ass daughter who she knows isn't going to take care of her at, at all, like
2: yeah yeah no, yeah you might be right. i I just uh, uh, to me, it seemed like another theory is that she she's just gets off on withholding things from mm-hmm. her children, mm-hmm. especially when she can sense any kind of like thirstiness. like she could tell Janice was thirsty. For the house, in one fashion or another, like she knew at the very least that she just wants to live someplace. Like she just wants free.
0: the opposite of what the kids. Right, so
2: she want uh, to give her. She purposefully wants to do the opposite just to fuck with them. Ah, uh, yeah,
4: just, but she's so selfish. I think this is more about like her own living situation. Like she could, like she, like they were always. She was like when she would talk to the kids about the retirement home, she would always make it like it was the worst place ever. But then, right, mm-hmm. but then when Tony would ask, like, where she is, and the, the people that uh run the ha- home are like, oh, she's in water aerobics class or she's made lots of friends, like, there, yeah, there was this level no, it, of she was having true. a much better time there than she was letting on.
2: Yeah, she might yeah. have actually wanted to go back, uh, but I'm just thinking, in uh, had there been a scene where Tony. Had said, or anyone else was like, "Hey, aren't you excited to go back to the nursing home?" There's no way she would be like, "Yeah." She oh would, no, true. She would then right. go, uh, "Uh, go back to that place where I'm gonna die." Like, yeah, like she just she loves saying the opposite. Well, despite her feelings, she doesn't want to give anybody satisfaction. She doesn't well, ever she, want to give people satisfaction. Yeah,
4: she thrives on giving her children guilt.
2: Yeah, yeah, she lives for it. She's a martyr, and and this is... uh, Are we
0: sure she's not Jewish? uh, Hey!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but she uh, is definitely, like... At one point, she even points to her hand uh, in uh, the hospital when Janice comes in and goes, You see my hand? It's all black and blue from where they stuck the needle in. And part of me is like, is she like literally talking about like in her mind does she think that's stigmata like does she <laughs> does she think that's this yeah. is where the jews drove the nails through my hands <laughs> yeah. like in a way that's it, it's just all part of her martyr syndrome where she's just like she has to be dying on a cross and people need to appreciate it mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway uh, i just thought that
4: entire storyline was incredibly rich and nuanced yes
2: it was it's it's the best it it is the best Livia episode and like it it's also um and it's only the second Janice episode but it's also one of my favorite Janice episodes because like yeah she you're seeing like two behemoths in the world of emotional manipulation like yeah Is they're like the bohemian word,
4: right? behemoths they're like <laughs> behemoths that drink coffee and you know, no i'm and talking about like two bright
0: gi- poetry two
4: giants <laughs> okay behemoth isn't
2: that
4: what did i say you said Bohemoths. bohemoth what's the word behemoth's
2: is it behemoths? It's behemoths. Wow. Well, I'm embarrassed.
4: Embarrassed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean? Oh, I am embarrassed. <laughs> um, We're not even. We haven't even gotten to malapropism corner yet, but uh, I here guess you are. I
2: did the first one. Come on, Mark Maron. Um, so, uh, two behemoths um, of of like emotional manipulation. And uh, uh, like going at each other. Like uh, I, what I really loved was when she's uh, trying to manipulate Livia and she's not having it. And she's like, I know what you want. You want to live in my house and you're trying to take it from me. And it's like she she hasn't even said anything close to that, but she already sees mm-hmm. right through her bullshit. Yeah. Which well, Jim- uh, yeah. is fairly transparent. She is. But then she shows up with fucking like Italian candies and Pavarotti playing Mario Lanza uh Mario Lasagna yeah that's right and 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 starts uh and and like gets her like for a bit for that scene it was like oh damn she did it yeah she like actually was able to manipulate Livia it was kind of impressive
4: yeah um and yeah uh, so a question I had with Janice uh Janice is weirdly the butt of numerous blowjob jokes in this yep. episode. Like yep. they are sitting at the table at one point, and Tony's says, "Oh, I forgot. You don't eat pork in that mm. way." In that way, which is a weird kind of bad blowjob joke. Oh, it's a very bad one. <laughs> and then later, he's doing that like he he like bl- is blowing cigar smoke like he's sucking a dick and she oh i missed that and she gets mad at him as if it, it like it, in both cases it seems like he's referring to something in janice's past uh, yeah and then later in the episode livia comes up with some story about how she sold her ballet slippers uh, for meth. to buy meth like does, are they trying to imply that janice was some like loush prostitute at some point in her life
2: i mean i think that for i don't know for her super catholic italian ass family like she probably she had boyfriends Mm -hmm. and if you're you know they knew you know this is like them being adolescents so if you had a boyfriend when you're in high school everyone would be like oh you probably sucked his
4: dick or is it just Mm -hmm. tony's thing that he likes to clown on people for giving oral sex
0: i think he's the kind of guy you know like and that's like a thing where you like Each person has like the jokes that you make about them. Yeah, totally. Like Bobby, he's fat. He gets all the fat jokes. Like Janice, she fucks. She gets all the (laughs) blowjob jokes. Yeah,
2: yeah. And yeah, Junior, he's old. He gets all the looking like fucking Larry David jokes. (laughs)
4: Like Yeah, but I think there was like a specific point to putting like three, like two, two and a half to three blowjob references yeah, about Janice I mean, in this one episode. It's
0: weird to do that. And if there's a backstory, like not even bring that up or explain it.
4: But that's well, why I'm, I think this episode is one of the subtlest because like, but like if you add those two jokes to like the weird meth comment, you get, you get this like vague picture of Janice's background and you're wondering, yeah. you're wondering what it means.
3: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?
2: And, I mean, it makes sense, though. I mean, it's like you don't really have to put the pieces together. You don't have to know the backstory to know, like, th- everything it says about the relationship mm-hmm. that they have and, like, what drove her to eventually, like, leave the family. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, obviously her lifestyle and the family's lifestyle uh, clashed. So it's just kind of like, you know, it was clear. She does drugs. She, like, she parties. She fucks. She, <laughs> yeah. uh... You know, is into like new agey bullshit. Yeah. She's the least I Italian. I actually have so a question. She does the most oral sex. Clear, apparently.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's probably what it really is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I I don't want to give anything away. Oh, you you're can, out you there can in California
4: putting your mouths on each other's privates.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you're doing like the French do with your lips <laughs> on people's penises. <laughs> <laughs>
0: By the way, I Man. love that episode. It was a big deal that Junior ate pussy. Oh, so uh, good. Like, why can't we talk about that episode? It's but such anyway. a good episode. <laughs> uh, no, but it was interesting to me in this episode, uh, Olivia mentions that Janice doesn't have any kids. Yeah, that's but right. But yeah. we later find out that she does have a kid. Oh, right.
4: Harpo. Harpo? Harpo? I don't know. That's in a future episode that I haven't gotten to uh, rewatch recently, so...
0: Yeah, I thought that. Mentioned- I recently saw it, which is why when I rewatched this, I was like, "Wait a minute, does Livia?"
2: Livia maybe doesn't doesn't know, know
0: that Janice has a kid.
2: Oh, totally. Or she did to- the writers
0: fuck that up? No,
2: she totally doesn't know because if she knew, th- th- Livia would never stop bringing it up. Yeah. I I bet you that Livia just doesn't know that she has had this have- kid out of wedlock. But I have Tony that does. Clip if you want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know the kind of man your father was. What do you mean? Nobody knows.
4: Well, this is also—I think this is also an interesting clip because uh, Livia does this weird thing where she references people not knowing about her husband, who she's always referred to as a saint before this, right? Right. And then, right as she's about to get into it, she 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 uh, she dissembles again and she like goes back to her possibly fake uh, dementia
3: thing. So. Nobody knows what I went through. What about Debbie? One thing I could tell you, it would kill
2: him to see me now.
0: Here's your ice cream, Mrs. S. Then we can take our
2: walk. Leave me alone, please. Open the window and just push me out. I can't take this anymore. Mrs.
3: Soprano, what's wrong? What happened? She just started crying. You, I know why you're here. You going to fool me for a second. You're here because you want to take my house. Ma, you don't know what goes through this mind of mine.
2: Well, that's for fucking oh. sure. Someday, I hope you have children of your own and they treat you like this. I
3: I gave my life to my children on a silver platter. This is bullshit.
2: Uh. Yeah, she she doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. She th- but, that like Harpo is a secret. But it's a it's is that weaponized Are we confident that's the that's, name? Uh, oh I'm I'm like 90% sure it's Harpo. Wow,
0: Harpo? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: But
4: I, I just feel like that weaponized self-pity is a big part of Livia's character and it's uh, mm-hmm. so perfect.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know what I, I love, and this is kind of a throwaway thing, but uh before Janice comes to visit her, she's like eating tapioca and she's just like please see if you have anything else. I, I can't eat this trash. Mm-hmm. And then Janice comes in and she's like, oh, hey mom, that? Janice, Oh, would, would you like some tapioca? Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, she's such a piece of shit. <laughs> Cause like any good mother would be like, don't eat that. It's yeah. trash. But you know, there, there's just like this deep seated hatred that Livia has for her children. That is just so, wonderful to watch <laughs> oh, yeah i still
0: feel like comp- like i don't hate her like i oh, know no, she's I a bad woman all. but i still she's feel bad... for her in a lot of ways oh, yeah.
2: she's a bad mom but like actually that scene said i think more to me about her relationship with johnny uh her husband than i think anything else in the show uh like the uh, you know the whole like he's a saint like that Mm -hmm. whole thing has been going on you know the entire time but this is the first time you actually ever hear her be like you don't know what it was like and honestly like yeah yeah like for sure
4: i mean she flirts with like an introspective moment there and then oh there we go and then she completely uh uh, pulls out of it
2: yeah but it's interesting because like uh, of the fact that you know that everyone else like including tony is like oh man livia wore the pants you know whittled whittled him down to a little nub he he was a squealing little gerbil when he died and and all i can think is like that's probably not the case the relationship yeah. was probably hell of abusive uh and like you know she was probably abusive to him but i'm sure he was mega abusive to her i mean you know all the gumars and like you know the uh, late nights in strip clubs and shit like that but also possibly physically abusive possibly yeah i mean i
4: think this fits into the context of of all mob movies right because right you know the in every mob movie there's like an abusive like a, a like the main character is the gangster who uh, is abusive to the women in his life? But there's always yeah. like a sweet mother character, you know, like James mm-hmm. Cagney just mushing, uh, <laughs> mushing fucking grapefruits Cake? in his girlfriend's oh, yeah. faces, and then yeah, and, yeah. and then you got like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. But there's always like a sweet mother who is making them food and is being all nice. And I think the Sopranos right. is kind of like an extension of that in a way, where it's it's yeah. it's asking like. But in one sense, it's it's David Chase being like, well, I didn't have like a sweet mother character like right. all these mob Clearly. movies. And then in another sense, it's it's basically just a continuation. Like, okay, so that was... The sweet mother was one generation and then the next generation is this woman who probably got a grapefruit shoved in her face by Jimmy Cagney. Like, what what did yeah. she turn out like and how did she treat her mm. kids?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's clear that uh, Livia was in an abusive relationship with johnny and i think that said a lot uh you know just her saying you don't know what it's what it it was like and whatnot she clearly has like a lot of secrets about like shit that went on between them yeah and uh yeah i mean uh and it it, you know explains some of the behavior and that's the thing i also i don't hate livia i just know she's someone who should have never had children right 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 right. um but uh yeah no i feel for her because- or who
0: definitely need to be on medication a oh, long for time sure. ago
2: she needed to be on some meds uh, possibly she should have sold her own ballet shoes for Beth. Mm. That could have helped. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. never know.
0: Could
4: have. Yeah. Okay, so, so how about the big pussy reveal? Because big up until pussy. this point.
2: <laughs> hey, I got a big pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she had just said. I that. love a big pussy. Reveal, <laughs> Why do they call him big pussy? <laughs> they should call it small penis. <laughs> Sorry. I don't have a big pussy. You just have a little dick. Hey, I'm. <laughs> Walking here all right i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> this show is mostly offensive to italians um yeah. uh, but, but yeah. up
4: until this point like we don't we weren't sure whether right Big pussy was talking to the feds or not and then in this episode find out turns out that he is mm-hmm. in the form and it of a- skip who's like a great character because he's like a, a fat italian guy with a lisp which I, like a fat tough guy italian with like a sensitive guy lisp is just a great combination
2: it is. It's very nice. And also they do a great thing where they uh, they flip it on you. So as you're watching it for the first time, you're, you see him in the hospital, uh, you know, having some sort of like back procedure done. And he's being picked up by some who you think is just some stoolie. Um, and so you go, oh, OK, so he really did have back problems. Yeah. Big pussy's getting it blown out the back walls yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> hell yeah dude blow up big pussy's back walls yeah <laughs> no oh, oh. I five, Allison. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh.
0: my big pussy can't handle it
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh but then immediately after the scene after he's in the car and the passenger's side seat and it is clear that he is an fbi informant um i did like uh skip's use of jimmy took the pill for you which is i guess her, his way of saying that the pill was a bullet to the fucking back of the head yeah um uh but yeah no it is revealed and i i think i remember at the time um i already knew all this like because i'd i you know I, spoilers i i didn't start, start watching sopranos to like season five or something like that. yeah or like season six
4: yeah i don't so, remember like, if i saw this exactly in order either
2: yeah, so, so I knew that, like, you know, Big Pussy was definitely the rat. Um, but, yeah, I imagine and, it and must this guy have come s- as somewhat of a shock to people who saw it for the first time.
4: Yeah, and Skip is, I think Skip is finding the uh, crack in Tony's persona. Like, mm-hmm. he's finding mm-hmm. the, the root of Tony's character, and he's trying to drive a wedge between him uh, and Big Pussy. Uh, I to call try- yeah. him a yuppie and shit. Yeah, so I got a clip of that.
2: Jimmy
1: Oclieri ain't the pill for you. Any suspicion about being an informant went to the grave with Jimmy (sighs) Oclieri? Yeah, yeah. And I know Tony 30 years, Not this? Spammy, okay? You've been on our tits since 98. Fucking chauffeur service to and from the doctor that we had a fine for you. We're gonna let you back on the streets and earn. We want results. This fuck tried to suffocate his own mother, Sal, huh? She's His own uncle wanted him whacked. You said so yourself. T's been shitting on you for years i know what i said plus he's been crying to a shrink twice a week you don't know this man dick so don't sit there and tell me you're gonna take a bullet for some yuppie who thinks you're his errand boy
0: so you yeah. know what? brilliant yeah. on skip's part
2: yeah yeah skip is good he's good at playing people against each other he's a he's like a janice in his own way or Olivia. <laughs> Um, Aren't police the real Janice, or just a cop? Yeah, dude, all cops are Janice. <laughs> Hashtag abolish. That's
0: ice. that's mean to Janice. Yeah, yeah, that
2: is mean. That is mean. Janice, though, for me personally as a character, rubs me like like I think I know uh people. There are people in my life who are exactly like Janice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like so. Every time I watch her character, I'm like, God, I just. I know these people so well. Like, yeah, it just ugh, it's like a trigger for me. Um, but yeah, uh, y- okay. So, uh, this was another thing I noticed uh, from that scene. Um, he asked him if he had actually, you know, visited, been to uh, visit Tony yet, and he said no. So he is actually playing both sides at this point, right? Like he's he because he, uh, and which is crazy because. I was it was also the first time I rewatched it and saw that there's that scene where Bobby Bacala shows up to like the office in the Bing and uh, Tony starts just saying out loud all of the like splits between him and Junior and he's like, you know, 60/40 on on the Joint Fitters Union and then uh, you know, 50/50 on the coke. Like he just says it out loud and like Pussy is standing right beside him and I was I was thinking at the time like, oh fuck. Like he's got him you know, on fucking video on voice recorder saying this shit, but then I realized he's not yet wearing a he's wire. He's not
0: wearing a wire. He's yeah. not
2: wearing a wire yet. He hasn't even told the FBI that he is, uh, seeing the, you know, hanging out with the family. He's
0: yet. still morally conflicted at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Over yeah. whether or yeah. not he truly wants to, yeah,
2: like, you know, be, be a flip. snitch. Yeah. yeah. Be a fucking snitch ass rat. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it wasn't a big surprise uh, for me because I already knew that that he was a snitch, and I knew that he—spoiler uh, alert—got whacked. Um, people who listen to this podcast, we assume you've seen it. All right. it. It's been twenty years. It's been twenty goddamn years, dude. Wow. Yeah, I, I guess Isn't it that has. Crazy? Shit. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I don't know. What are your thoughts about that story? Line? Uh, yeah, I mean
4: that's a good uh, good good plot line and again I think it fits with the subtlety of the episode because like if you didn't remember in the last episode that big pussy had already met with Tony like mm-hmm. you kind of have like like at this point in the show they're expecting you to remember everything like they're not holding your hand with every plot point. Like you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't necessarily pick up on the fact that he's trying to play the fed uh, if you right. had if you didn't remember the last the last episode perfectly. Oh so, just the
0: business stuff on this show. Like yeah, yeah. I don't under I still understand what they do and how they make money. And I'm on like episode like fifty. Like Yeah, yeah.
4: This, so, so that yeah, that goes into the, the strike at the construction site, which is yes. another
2: interesting. And I uh, think plot line. I get it now. And
0: Every th- time they say no work, I'm like I don't know what that means. Yeah, no show. No, no show, show no show.
2: It's like it's just phantom uh employees and you collect uh, a union check on people who don't even show up to work right so i think
4: what happened there was that tony with the union and the reverend guy are colluding to shut down this construction site uh, to take uh, a certain number of no-show jobs like like they'll let them start up construction again uh if This construction guy puts, you know, X number of people from each organization on his payroll and then they'll let construction happen. That's
2: that's what I got. I never noticed that. I thought he just like paid him off to stop the strike. Right. uh, For the longest time. And then finally on this go around, I was like, oh, okay. So what had happened was (laughs) the white dude who runs that construction site is like Tony. I need your help. There's a. There's black people striking. So they're playing him. They're playing him. Mm. So Tony colluded with the reverend to yeah get the strikers to 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 strike or they're not even striking they're just protesting because none of them actually work on the construction site
4: yeah and, they're stopping people from entering the construction site i think
2: right right so uh he's like so knowing full well that he'll go to tony to be like hey can you send some tough guys to rough rough people up and then uh and then he goes to the doctor's office to pay off you know with that envelope where he, he like very unsightly slides an envelope <laughs> in the middle of the magazine yeah and that money it was to um number one to to pay the the big the big bad boys um to uh bust heads uh of the protesters mm-hmm. and that and that money they're splitting and then somehow no they no, also- no he's
4: paying he's paying tony to stop the strike by busting heads but instead right. of busting heads, Tody is just making a deal with this guy he's had a deal with all along to take a certain amount of the no-show jobs, and so. He's... Wait,
2: but does he up the amount? Does does the construction head of construction up the amount of no-show jobs i think that
4: is what we're led to believe because tony's like hey i'm gonna need something to bust up the strike
2: oh oh, i'm gonna need some money and i'm gonna need more no-shows yes exactly oh okay okay got it got it got it yeah no that was the first time that uh i ever got what was going on and that happens a lot in this show where like a lot of the stuff whenever there's scenes where they're like discussing stuff all i hear is uh hey so did you gamble gold yeah yeah and they don't
0: explain shit
2: yeah did you the? it it all just sounds like Mario lasagna to me (laughs) Uh, but I know they're discussing you know big deals um, and you know and and that's you know yeah there's there's apparently a whole extortion network that he has uh, by using this reverend and his uh, you know uh congregation of black radicalized people who are all being taken advantage of which is uh, kind of an interesting it's a very I think two year 2000s look at activism a Mm -hmm. little bit where it was kind of like very cynical very cynical very much like all these black people are just doing it to get more money like Mm -hmm. uh, like not again David Chase please come on this show and tell (laughs) us that it ain't so uh, David Chase, big big fan, uh, big listener of the show, uh, has listened and oh, uh, you're saying David Chase is yeah a big fan? Okay. Oh, huge fan. Uh, he may not <laughs> like the show, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because we are doing it anyways. um But yeah, uh, it, it so, did feel a little bit cynical. It did feel a little bit like uh, Al Sharpton is a charlatan. Yeah, That's kind of. I I heard my dad going like, "They're all a bunch of thieves." Right. Like in yeah, my head, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. I Um, I I did want to talk about the guy who
4: plays the elder reverend uh, Bill Cobb, who is an actor that I love. Yeah, he's in. He's so good in everything, and he's been in a ton of different things. Uh, Is he still alive? He is still alive. So, damn, fun piece of trivia. He was supposed to be 83 in the show. Yeah, he's actually 85 now.
2: Damn, which means
4: in the show he would have been about 65
2: or 64 ish. Which means black do crack. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: well, he was
2: wow. supposed to be a young-looking eighty-three. Just at, the at the a slower rate. Wow, it's a slower yeah. crack. It's a slower process. <laughs> but it do, don't it? No, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I remember he, uh, thinking
4: he actually didn't start. According to his Wikipedia page, he didn't start acting until the age of thirty-six, which is pretty great. He kind of like moved out. He does look
0: effect. very familiar. Yeah, He's been I've in
4: seen him a in million stuff. things.
2: Yeah, I I, I can't. Uh, he's like one of those characters actors. Can't pinpoint it, but yeah, you know I know we've seen it, him in but stuff. But I know he said something wise in uh, right. show. He plays a guy who says wise
4: things. uh He's great, and the the his the first line of his Wikipedia page, yeah, uh, sadly is not to be confused with Bill Cosby. Jesus, <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh God. Very much not to be confused. Yeah. Very, very much. Um also, if you do confuse him, you're probably racist. He was um, in, he
4: was in uh he's been in the night a night at the museum. He's been in
2: That's what it is. Oz <laughs> the Great and Powerful.
4: He uh-huh. has been mm-hmm. in The Muppets. He has been in hmm.
2: uh it's none see. of those. I'll tell you yeah. for certain it's none I'm of those. I'm probably
0: thinking of something so stupid, yeah. like a shitty Hopefully, sitcom yes. that was only one Sunshine season. State.
2: I have seen hope floats, but I don't. A mighty wind.
0: I... I have seen hope floats.
2: I have seen. I've seen hope floats too. He was in Lost. Uh, hmm. Lost. Six Feet That's, Under. Uh, yes. The, all of those I know him from. Yeah, he's been a lot of stuff. Great actor, anyway. He's a great actor. It's too bad they killed him off in this episode after introducing him. Right, um, right. Yeah, they didn't give him. That much was time. a
0: very like. What was that scene? What was the point of that scene?
2: I, you know, I really, I really don't know. It, uh, to me, I think
4: there's a sub motif about aging. Like, uh, you know, the, yeah, that's the whole the entire joke thing. with uh, with Junior in the doctor's office. He's my father told me never get old. I should have taken his his advice. He's worried about how he looks.
2: And also about, like, the elder dying. It's supposed to be like, you know, uh, when the elder dies, that means you're the elder. And so later when uh, Junior falls in the shower, he's like, he wants to help him because he's like, no, I can't be the elder. And not just in kind of like a figurative sense, but also in like a FBI sense where he's like, you need to be alive because (laughs) you need to be uh, the lightning rod for the FBI. They need Mm. to think that you are... The boss of this family which
4: leads to him actually carrying him out like the last shot is him carrying junior off in the distance because he's like hey i'm carrying you so that you don't die so that i don't have to do this shit
2: yeah 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 exactly um but yeah in that scene uh where he talks to the very old man uh, uh the reverend's father there's a moment that I can only describe as uh to me was felt like a very 90s moment and I could be wrong. This could be more, but I want to get to our section of it's the 90s. So hmm. <laughs> do we want to get there? Sure. Let's do it. Play that sting, baby. Oh, I got the sting? You always have the sting.
0: It's the 90s.
1: Parents are supposed to discuss sex with their children. It's the 90s. It's, it's the 90s.
2: You're 90s. Hell yeah. So <laughs> um, so in that scene, you've got what I can only describe the point of that scene is yeah, sure, the aging stuff you said, but also as just a vehicle for one of the most obvious Coca-Cola product placements I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, it was just – and no. that level of product placement, I think, was kind of ubiquitous back in the day. It was like – especially with the beginnings of like uh, – prestige tv you know no commercials and whatnot they were like well we still got to make some advertising money yeah and it was just this very annoying long shot of him drinking a can of coke where you can (laughs) see in full view Mm coca-cola and i was just like that's that's very 90s Um, makes me want to have a coke right now Mm. they
4: didn't talk about it though
2: yeah they didn't they just got to show it uh it made me want to have a coke um then also uh, Janice at one point just tells uh, tells Tony, oh, you're so left brain, which yeah, is a I very 90s thing. Yeah. like No one talks about left brain, right brain anymore. Now it's all fucking Myers-Briggs. Like, uh, I am such a It's every fucking Tinder profile. Yeah, it's every Tinder profile now is just Myers briggs But, like, if Tinder had been around in 1999, it would have been like, I'm left brain. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or I'm right brain. I'm from Mars and I'm left brain. Uh, Yeah. I'm from Venus and I'm right brain. We'll never (laughs) get along. Uh, (laughs) And uh, another thing was the constant shout outs to the History Channel being some sort of groundbreaking (laughs) cable network. Uh, Well, back in the day, it was actually shows about world war ii and now it's no, like all it was it was like the world War it was II actually channel. a history it was it was a sh- channel about history yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. wasn't about ancient aliens and shit or like
0: fishing in alaska or fishing in
2: alaska or dangerous truckers or some shit um <laughs> yeah and then also and this gets into i think uh another storyline but uh the kind of like weird obsession with dna as being like this new science that was happening (laughs) this is a very dna heavy episode in terms of talking about it
0: that's so interesting to me because i've seen so many like i've literally before starting sopranos i watched criminal minds oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah and
0: you know from those shows which we've all been inundated with yeah they can find out who murdered someone. Yeah, right. Literally with like a little tiny piece of that person's DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so many murders. Like they get away with so many murders on this show. Yeah. And none of them get investigated. And I'm like, these guys are leaving DNA everywhere. Yeah, all
2: they do is leave DNA around. They're like shooting people. They're never wearing rooms. gloves. Yeah. Like brains are splattering on things. Like the only assumption is that this was a time where like, yeah, there was DNA existed uh as like there was dna science but it just you know the mob hadn't caught up yet i think nowadays it's probably a little bit harder to do a mob killing but then again you can't
0: get away with murder in this day and age well
2: unless it's jeffrey epstein <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> true unless you've got a lot of power that's right pod you yourself
2: a jeffrey epstein <laughs> you need a cabal of high profile pedophiles to get away with yes. murder
3: Exactly. (laughs) And
2: then you can do it in plain sight and have no one talk about it on the mainstream media. Um, But uh, yeah, no, uh, the DNA thing I thought was interesting because at first I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it's just kind of a thing that people talked about. But then I realized how clunky the entire DNA like thread is in this episode. Mm -hmm. The entire reason that DNA is brought up multiple times is just so dumbass aj soprano (laughs) can confuse dnr with dna and talk to his mother like what's dnr i know about dna yeah but they said you need a dnr you know in case you go into a coma yeah. i don't know i'm just confused like yeah was, you know
0: what was up with that what though was up with
4: that was that. the obvious Junior, weak spot of this episode for sure jr
0: is showing signs of being kind of like manipulative like yeah because yeah. he did the same thing when he like talked about his dad being in therapy oh yeah, yeah he's like
2: showing signs of like janice livia-esque yeah anthony jr is like one of those kids who like uh, you just assume he's just a moron yeah and that's why he's such a snitch but by the way he is a snitch yeah because one of the things in this episode when uh meadow drops him off at the hospital and it's like i'm gonna go up to the uh eating disorder wards to check on uh, in on hunter he goes like no we're supposed to stick together he's like it's just gonna be a minute and he goes well oh, i'm gonna tell Because he's a fucking snitch. Yeah. Yeah. So AJ is a snitch. And he may not even mean to be a snitch half the time. But half the time he does. And that's Mm. why he's a goddamn rat. He also tells half of a joke in this episode. He does. And we need, I think, together as a podcast to figure out the punchline. I know what the punchline is. What? I know what Reddit thinks the punchline is. Okay. So So let's... What's the setup? What did one prick say to the other prick? Okay. So... I was just thinking about this, um, and I was trying to think, uh, it would be like, why the long head? Uh, no, hold on. <laughs> I assume it's two dicks talking to each other, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What did one prick say to the other prick? Um, where's your hoodie? Because oh, like one-on-one's <laughs> One's, Okay, y- okay. Yeah. hold on. Huh. We can do this. I- Is it a pun? Can you give us a hint? Is it a pun? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Oh, is it, uh, yeah. Prick. It, I mean, in a way, yes. Prick. Uh, what did one prick say to the other? Prick? Nice to beat you. Oh, <laughs> nice to beat you is good. You can't uh, beat your you... prick with your prick. Uh, I, mean, are I you guess looking... you could. Uh, are you looking forward to the new perennium <laughs> Like millennium. <laughs> but per- uh, yeah, no, uh, I get uh, that. Uh, uh, that's good. Okay. Hold on. Um, uh, prick. Uh, prick. Prick. Prick uh, to other. You're prick. not
4: going to get it. Can I just uh, tell you?
2: Uh, why do you keep throwing
4: up? Come. <laughs> I
2: don't know.
4: How I don't come know. You keep,
0: how, no. how come you keep throwing up? How come? come? That's it. Just how come?
4: Yeah. Uh, what did one prick say to the other prick? Nothing. They were both stuck up cunts. Oh.
2: oh, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's okay. it's all
4: right. It's all right. I mean, it's, it's like weird
2: you're calling start... a prick
4: and a cunt at the same time. But yeah, you
2: know. I love how they're like, whoa, Well, whoa, let's just let's not say penis or dick or cock. Let's call it prick. Yeah. But let's call it a pussy or cunt.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes <laughs> sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, so that's what it was. That, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Now, I think Nice to Beat You was better. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the best one.
0: Nice Thank to you. Beat You. I yeah. love that. Well, you know. You, you know
2: you're a comedian. Yeah. This is what you do.
0: You're saying they, I should have been writing on The Sopranos? Uh, the whole time. Yeah,
2: They really do. I mean, you know, they could have used a, a female writer. I think they had, like, two. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. There's a, yeah. You, you can tell watching it. Oh, she probably Rhyme wrote Green. the... She wrote that joke. Oh yeah, Robin Green. She she yes yeah, she's it's like her and there's another one. There's literally like two, um, but yeah. So let's see what else. Where, 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 I thought. I mean, I thought
4: that was a good note to go out on the prick joke. Oh, you?
2: Oh, okay, because I I personally didn't have any um, malapropriism corners. Did you? Uh, just uh,
4: well, there was the Mario Lasagna guy. Yeah, and and then and then Bobby Bacala saying to the victor belongs the spoils
2: yeah 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 is that well so what is that he What's... meant
0: to say baloney
2: yeah no i think it's just well it's it's like a <laughs> to the victor belongs the baloney <laughs>
4: it's only a slight malapropism cuz I, I always thought it was to the victor go the spoils but apparently it's to the victor belong the spoils but i
2: don't know oh so he said it right just oh he actually that he added said it an right. an s on belong kind of makes yeah it, yeah he had right he added an s yeah. um and and so Mar- mario lasagna Is who is that supposed to be? It's Mario Lanza. Oh, okay, okay. I kind of like for some reason I pictured like just like, (laughs) hello, it's me, Mario Lasagna, (laughs) and he was just gonna sing like you know, uh, yeah, very Italiany. Anyways, I meant to find an explanation for why
4: people on the East Coast say Mario, but I didn't. uh, I didn't get that far.
2: Yeah, we'll never know, I guess. But uh, we'll leave that Mario, Mario Lasagna. Um. yeah we'll leave that for another time uh, I think great episode all around uh, it, forgettable but uh, upon re-watching and honestly upon your explanation Vince it is a really good episode yeah it's just one of the more subtle episodes that like really does a kick-ass job at developing all the characters yeah and I so, will
0: say, it's it was kind of the first episode where you see like Junior being a comical character. Yeah, 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 and yeah. And yeah. it's going to be amped up more and more. Oh, yeah. He and gets, this was like the start of that. He
2: gets more mm-hmm. Mr. Magoo yeah, as it goes on. Yeah, which I love. I love too. I, I, I love watching Junior just kind of like w- waddling around trying to figure shit out and like losing his mind a little bit. It's a lot of fun. Him falling. Love watching him fall. <laughs> Every time he falls, it, I laugh. Uh what does that say about me? I don't know. Hmm. Probably that I'm a bad person. Allison Stevenson, thank you so much for thank being you. on Pod Yourself a Gun. Where can we find you?
0: Oh, I'm on Twitter at justaboutglad. Uh-huh. you know
2: you'll figure it out yeah just Uh, go there and then instagram instagram just about glad and uh tell us about uh the adult com. oh yeah uh it's a website yeah Uh, (laughs) i too follow (laughs) your instagram and your twitter well
0: yeah i got a little web show called the perfect women on adult swim streaming who
2: books that (laughs) me uh but yeah you guys should watch it it's called the perfect women on adultswim.com we're very dumb and stupid so if you like that i love dumb and i love stupid but in a fun way all of the women on that show are very very funny please check it out uh vince why don't you uh put out that google voice number uh for anyone out there who uh, has a comment or a suggestion or a criticism 415-275-0030 fraudcast at gmail.com for any questions or concerns that you don't want to say with your voice and uh patreon.com slash if you want to uh donate and listen to our other podcast uh the film drunk broadcast which is a fantastic show about movies uh thank you so much for listening everyone and until next time don't stop believing you'll get that joke
1: eventually eventually okay, <laughs> okay. bye bye